0: Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 172 of The Yacking Show. This is the show to awaken you to new perspectives, to help you survive in the changing world we all find ourselves in. Bit of entertainment, bit of education, bit of enlightenment. We do our best and we always bring you interesting guests. And today is no exception, but Kathleen introduces guests so much better than I do. So first, let's welcome our co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo in Ontario. How are you today, Kathleen?
1: I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you for that intro. And the sun is shining right now, so I'll take it. <laughs> and thank you also very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Connie Oldenberger. Connie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. Now, Connie, you are the candidate for the New Blue Party for Oxford County in Ontario. So for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and how you became interested or
2: how you got involved in politics? Uh, okay, well, that's interesting because I'm definitely not a career politician. But like many other people in the last couple of years, I have become involved in politics and have been speaking my mind quite a bit about things that have happened in our government in the last few years. The last two in particular, of course, with COVID and the mandates and the measures that have been imposed on us. So background on me is um, I've basically worked in so many different areas, but people are my passion. So this is where this stems from for me. I've uh, been a stay at home mom. I've been a farm wife. I have driven a school bus. I've worked in um, the court services division of a large local police service. Uh, Yeah, driven school bus. I've done so many different things, retail clerk, supervising in a bank. So I feel like I have a lot of experience with people, which is, again, my passion. And this is where all this comes from for me.
0: Wow, very good. So we have an international audience and we're going to get onto the political side in a minute, but for the people who might be living, watching from Europe, we're going to be talking about provincial elections and Canada is somewhat similar to the American state system that we have a fairly serious level of government at provincial level, which I think has a lot more responsibility than a county level local government in Europe. Uh, I'm just trying to put the perspective. Am I right on saying that Connie?
2: I, I would agree with that,
0: yes. Okay. Good. Thanks. Just to set it right for our international audience. So what made you choose the new blue party when you decided to launch into politics?
2: Oh, well, that's a great question, actually. There, uh, I have watched, like I said, uh, a fair bit of politics on YouTube in the last while. And I have watched Belinda Karajalios in particular in the last two years be one person standing up in government for us as people. As individuals, and I have noticed what one person can actually do. And it's quite incredible to me. Um, We often think that it takes a group to do something, but that's definitely not the case. And I believe in what the New Blue stands for in the way of their platform. I love how they have been accountable and transparent, and they've done everything that they say they will do as well. Belinda and Jim both have years in politics. And of course, background on that is Jim is big since 2017, I believe, on acts the carbon tax. And so that is a big part of our platform as well. So that's nothing new to him. Uh, Belinda has been outspoken on many of the bills in provincial parliament that no one else has voted against. And I've loved her fighting spirit and her willingness to take that on. And I would love to be sitting next to her in Queen's Park.
0: <laughs> Very good. Very good.
2: Now, how Nothing.
0: has
1: your working experience up until now helped you prepare for a political, political role?
2: Hmm. So as I say, I wouldn't call myself a politician as of yet. However, I do have a drive in, to make things right. I've always had a strong commitment to right and wrong which is probably what's drawn me into um, sort of the policing world. Ever since I finished high school, actually, I ended up taking different paths from there. But people and listening, that is a big thing for me. And I feel like most of the time, one on one, I don't have a problem speaking with people or trying to get their point of view. And I also feel that my time working in the court services division and with prisoners and those sorts of things, I've touched on all walks of life, mm-hmm. I feel. So I can sympathize and empathize and feel the need for every type of person that there is out there in our community.
0: Mm-hmm. My next one is a little bit of a thorny one, um, and deliberately so. So I'm expressing a concern that I've heard from a lot of other people who are conservative voters like myself, and that is that we now have two more, two conservative parties contesting this election uh, against an incumbent party that is conservative in name only and not in, in what they're doing. So the concern is that having two parties on the right will split the vote and may just... Uh, allow most of the incumbent candidates for that party to stay in power. So I'm not, I don't necessarily want to go into the background of why we have two new conservative parties, but it's an issue that I'm sure other people have brought to your attention. So how do, how do you address that concern for us that are worried about it?
2: I, I totally understand that concern. Uh, it was something that I had thought about as well before I put my name forward. I do, however, believe that New Blue has huge traction in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And knowing that our party itself has 124 candidates in all 124 ridings of Ontario is huge to me. To Mm -hmm. me, that is not vote splitting, that is vote getting. Mm -hmm. And that's how I believe we should be looking at it. Um, We don't just have 40 or 60 members. We have someone that can sit in every riding. And I think that's an important thought behind this. I believe that even some of the larger parties that have been around for many years don't even have that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like people want change and new blue is definitely that. Fair, fair Fair comment.
1: So Connie, what do you believe are people's greatest concerns at the moment going into this election?
2: Wow, I think there's a lot actually. <laughs> yes, I, I believe I'll, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, you know, I've talked to so many people. So a lot of uh, seniors are worried about how they're going to make ends meet. You know, they're on CPP and OAS and that's kind of fixed. And then, you know, you look at different people that are looking at housing and whatnot. But I think it all comes down to, and this to me is a big portion, is to get rid of that carbon tax to lower our HST. And that will make those things more affordable. It will give us our better gas prices. It will lower our groceries. At least that's a start on those things. And and those things in particular are huge as far as I'm concerned. In our healthcare system, it has to be, uh, we have to work on that for sure. Hire back our healthcare workers and uh, get rid of that backlog that's been created. There's so much involved that way. And again, a big portion of our platform is the education piece, you know, the critical race theory and the gender ideologies that are being taught. And in in that way, in the public school systems, if that's not for you, we're looking at alternative tax credits for other schooling, mm-hmm. which again, for me is big because I grew up in uh, the Christian school system, and that was a big thing for my parents. They sacrificed huge to send us there, and I think that's awesome that there's an actual party willing to look at that, whether that's homeschooling or school pods that have been popping up. So, yeah, there's many issues, but I think a big part of it is affordability for almost everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, for our international audience, I've um, got, got to tell you that in in Canada and probably most of North America, certainly in Canada, parents do not get a tax break if they send their children to expensive private schools, whether that's religious or, or secular or homeschooled. They are still paying the same taxes that someone taking advantage of the public school system pays. Is that correct, Connie? Yes, it is. Yeah. So that, that's a big concern. I, I, in my dealings and conversations with people, this education thing, the two that you mentioned in particular, critical race and gender, is a huge issue with lots of people. And people I'd never thought would consider homeschooling are talking about either pods, as you mentioned, or homeschooling right now. So it's not just a fear of the white supremacists or anything like that. This is a real concern of, amongst middle-of-the-road people. It is. Yeah, it is indeed. So let's lighten it up a little bit, and then we'll get deeper in a minute. So your first time in the political arena, tell us some of your experiences out there on the on the street, knocking on doors, campaigning, talking to people you never met before. How's that going?
2: Actually, I... I absolutely love it.
0: Good. <laughs> it good. is
2: very time consuming. It's uh it's all about me trying to plot out where I'm going to drive to, how long I can walk to and from and where I'm going to, which again is really cool and Oxford's such a big countryside and very mm. rural, but I grew up in Oxford County, I raised my kids here. I I can't say I I don't know a lot of the back roads, because probably as a teenager, I've driven some of those gravel (laughs) roads as well. So I do feel like I know this county. It's my home area. So that part in particular is great. Um, Unfortunately, you don't reach as many on the gravel roads face to face, um, but knocking on doors has been incredibly rewarding. Yes, there's been a couple of people that have chased me off with foul language. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) but you know I have a thick skin because I did work in uh, collections for a couple years as well so that's no problem to me (laughs) (laughs) but yes it's incredibly well received there's um, you know you can start off talking to people about how has it been for them the last couple years and people just want to have a voice Mm -hmm. and and that's where I feel I, I can really get things across as an MPP because I don't feel like I want to promise our Oxford County residents anything tangible exactly. I want them to know that I'm there so they have a voice in Queens Park so that they know in advance what's happening in the way Mm -hmm. of bills or legislature so that they have a chance to talk to me in advance and we can make these decisions together. I think that's where we all felt left out in the last two years if not more. And so, yes, talking to people um, face to face, even those that maybe already have had um, a specific party sign on their lawn, I have approached them anyways, which is, you know, you kind of not sure whether you should. And then I'm glad I have because they're like, yeah, I'm taking that sign off my lawn. And I'm really glad that you came and spoke to me. And we, you know, we are definitely for your party. So that's kind of cool to me, really.
0: Sure. Very good.
2: And then the other part of that is our our current MPP of Oxford County. He's been there a long time, like since 1995. And I quite often tell people that, you know, I had heard rumblings that maybe he wanted to retire. So I want to help him retire.
0: (laughs) Oh, very good. So I've got to tell you a quick one. I I was out cutting grass on the verge next to our farm property yesterday and uh, quite close to your side. And this minivan stops and with an old couple in it. And I, so I walked down to where they'd stopped and I said, can I help you? And they said, well, what's that? And I said, "No, oh, well, that's a sign for election. Oh, who is that? So I said, that's a new blue party. Oh, well, they knew. I said, well, they're not the newest, but they've been around for a few months and they have a member in Parliament in the legislature. Oh, and they want to know all about uh, who was you and who was standing and uh, so that turned into like a 20 minute conversation, you know, because they stopped to find out about your science. So I thought that was quite interesting. They were, you know, they were older than me, probably the husband, probably 80. They used to have a little farm down the same road as here. Now they had to give that up when there's failed. But I thought it was interesting that that your sign, as you've just been saying, precipitated quite a, a nice, um, lengthy conversation. And their concerns were just like you're saying, they really felt left out over the last two years. They don't know how they're going to survive financially. So yes. yeah, that that was interesting. Back to you, Cassine. You've got some more for Connie? Uh,
1: Connie, is there a specific message that you would
2: like to impart to our Ontario audience? I, I feel like like the last couple years, and especially now that we've come out of some sort of long, dark winter. And, and, and I actually feel that in my soul almost. And I feel like I'm so happy for spring. And on top of that, I am so happy for this election. It feels so hopeful to me. I feel like there's so many of us that are just stepping up, we're just regular people, just like anyone else that want to make a change and want to see change happen. And we feel like finally we have that chance by representing the New Blue Party of Ontario. And mm-hmm. yes, we are expecting great things. We are the choice and the right way forward for everyone. And we are, we're standing up for you with the New Blue.
0: That's Very good. So- I I notice when I switch my in my computer on in the morning and I the homepage for whatever reason I have is MSNBC. It's quite useful because it gives financial details and little news snippets and a, and most of which I ignore, but I every day virtually it says what are the party leaders doing in Ontario? What's their campaign stops for this election? So I click on, think, well maybe they're going to mention New Blue and even Ontario put no, they the three main parties and the Greens who have got. How many seats are the Greens contesting in this by-election? Nowhere near what you are. And yet they mention them and where their leader is going to be talking and they ignore you totally and they ignore the Ontario party totally. So uh, what what are you doing about that? How can your party try and, and sort that one out?
2: I think that is disappointing. And at the same time, it makes me smile because I feel like We must be getting under somebody's skin Mm. for the fact that they don't want to cover us at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we have zero in the way of coverage. I think there are enough reporting individuals that do cover us. I do believe there's some sort of protest happening in Toronto today because of the debate that Jim Carajalios was not invited Mm -hmm. to. Um, but I definitely think at this point, with that being against us, word of mouth is the best way to get things across, like tell sure. your friends, tell your neighbours, tell your relatives, like you said, the person that stops on the side of the road, like, there's a, a no end to how fast that can spread like wildfire, to sure. be quite honest.
0: Sure. It, to me, yeah, I agree 100% that you are, you are spreading the word. It's just a, a yet another um, bit of evidence about how corrupt the mainstream media is and, and how under the government's control they are, that this should be the case, that they could ignore a major political movement and political party, um, mm. you know, and think that that's reasonable behavior. So, yeah, it's quite frightening. So we, we do have a little time left. Is there anything else um, that you would like to tell our audience, in particularly in Ontario?
2: Hang on to your hats, people, because here we come. New blue (laughs) is going to take over like a wave. I can feel it. And we're all excited. And it's an incredible thing that's happening. Uh, Like I said, people want change. And more than anything, what I feel like is at this point, we have to choose love, our family, our friends, and our community over all this division and fear and helplessness and anxiety that we're Mm -hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like New Blue is actually giving us a chance here. So I think that's fantastic. Excellent. So, so, Connie, maybe you can get into a little bit about what sets you apart
1: from the Conservative Party. What is it that is part of your platform that is different from what they are uh, positioning? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I want to say accountability, accountability would be a big thing for sure. Mm-hmm. And yes, we, we want to put more money back in the hands of our people. Like personally, I feel less government is better government. And our, for us to even be prosperous as a democracy, we have to allow our people to work for what they want and then enjoy the fruits of their labor afterwards. You know, we can't tax our people into prosperity. I don't think that is ever going to work. I I don't understand that thought process at all from what's happening right now. I feel like um, we are definitely a grassroots movement, which is a bonus for us as well. Mm -hmm. You know, starting from the ground up and getting our feet wet. And we're actually out there getting to know people and know what they're asking for. And yeah, I think that's probably one of the best things for New Blue at this point. And and your
1: party was against the lockdowns from
2: day one. Well, and that was exactly what happened at the time. Belinda was still involved with the Progressive Conservative Party and she got booted out in 2020 when she voted against the Reopening Mm -hmm. Ontario Act. So, you know, government overreach and then you get ousted out of your party. But you know what? out of those ashes rose something great, which was New Blue, her and her 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 husband, Jim, started the party, and it was registered by January 2021. So for them to have uh, lost her spot and sit as an independent and still now be the New Blue, and also at the same time, Jim underwent cancer, uh, and um, they were dealing with all that, and yet they still kept pushing on. So resiliency and resolve all took part of this uh, movement for them when they created this party so. Sure.
0: Again, I got to jump in for the benefit of of our international audience. The reopening Ontario Act was a total misnomer. It was not about reopening Ontario, it was about perpetuating a state of emergency under a different name uh, to keep the controls that they had put in going. And that's why Belinda voted against it. She certainly wasn't voting against reopening Ontario, per right, se. Right. correct? Right. It, it was a cunning little bit of naming legislature, which um, to people who, who don't know might get the wrong impression of what Belinda was voting for. So right. just just to set that straight for everyone else. Yeah. Thank um, you. Connie, uh, this is a little difficult one, and, and I... I don't want to be unfair, but some of my farming colleagues are concerned that because New Blue is all for reducing taxation and opening up free trade and, and letting people get on with their business, they might, it might affect their farm income. Is, can you address their concerns at all?
2: Are you talking about quotas and that sort of thing? Sure,
0: because in Canada, we have some segments of agriculture receive a degree of protection and have done for a long time with quotas or or whatever. And I know it concerns some farmers. Um, What's New Blue's stance on that one?
2: You know, I, I actually don't have an complete answer for that myself. I can't say that I've spoke about farming with Jim and Belinda myself. I come with some farming background. Of course so you that's, do. That's why I asked yes. you. So this is near and dear to me as well. So right. I will definitely be looking into that end of things for our farming community. My oldest son still farms. My second boy still farms. So uh, I am not without eyes in that sector at all.
0: Good. Now that's good to hear. Very good. Good, it, because uh, too many politicians set rural Canadians against urban Canadians. You know, we've had enough of that. We want to, we want to elect politicians who are going to look after Canadians as a whole, and and certainly in Ontario, Ontario residents as a whole, not one sector above the other. Good to hear. Back I to you, definitely Christine.
2: believe in protecting our farmland. You know, the good Lord's not making any more of it for us. Right That's right. Now, so. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. So, Connie, how
1: do people contact you? And more importantly, what help are you looking for?
2: Okay, so for contacting us would still be uh, Oxford at newblueontario.com. Also, the New Blue Ontario website, you could catch us. We do have for Oxford, a Facebook group, which is Oxford New Blue. And again, our Twitter and our Instagram accounts are the same. Uh, for help for us, we are welcome to anyone who wants to give us a hand with absolutely anything. We are still a fledgling uh, campaign here, and so we can have volunteers, we can use donors, we can anyone who wants to walk around and knock on doors with me or put up signs, please reach out. We are more than happy to have any kind of people in our corner.
0: So. Right. And you've got some events for where people can meet you coming up in the next couple of weeks before the election?
2: Yes. And Catherine, the riding president's pretty good on our um, emails to keep people up to date with that. I, I will be campaigning again all day in Ingersoll on Saturday. I do have a meet the candidate in Tilsonburg this week, Wednesday, and different things like that, that pop up. So meet the meet and greet sort of things in different buildings or people's homes. So I'm open to any of that. If anybody wants to have a few people around a campfire or a kitchen table, I'm willing to be there and
0: speak. So Okay. And if they want to follow where you're going to be, they can just send a, an email to that email address. And yeah, that's find probably
2: out. the easiest. Or if they have Facebook, They're
0: welcome. It's a public group as well, the Oxford New Blue Facebook group. So so there you go. Everyone listening or watching, Facebook, Oxford New Blue, or get onto the email address and ask to be kept in the picture and then you can get a chance to meet Connie and pick her brains perhaps more than more than I have done today so Mm -hmm. Connie thanks very much for that and we wish you the absolute best of luck and uh, look forward to an election in what about three weeks time now isn't it June the second yes yes Yes. so we'll we'll be hoping for your success and hoping to see some changes in this part of the world thanks thanks for coming on the show
2: Yes. Thank you you so much,
1: Connie. And thank you all once again for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you. And until next time, take care. Bye bye, everyone.